Yo's episode nine Stash House Podcast. This is part two, 2018 wrap up, man. Christmas Day. Merry Christmas to all, man. We're gonna get into it, man. We got Drake Pusher. I got another great story for y'all. Uh, NBA Finals and whatever else, man. I, I plan to talk about happy 2018. I'm not gonna get too crazy with it, man. So, y'all sit back, relax, man. Enjoy your Christmas, man. I appreciate you for tuning in. Salute. What do they do? What do they do at Christmas? What do the lonely do at Christmas? Oh, man. (laughs) Merry Christmas, everybody, man. Uh, appreciate you for tuning in. It's episode nine, Stash House Podcast. Your boy Tyler checking in, man. If you're checking out this podcast on Christmas Day, man, I greatly appreciate it, man. You're taking the time out your Christmas, you know, kick it with me for a minute. Uh, if, you, if you're listening to it another day after Christmas, man, still appreciate it, man. Appreciate everybody tuning in. If this is your first time, welcome. Everybody been tuning in weekly, man. I still appreciate the love forever, man, eternally. Part two, man, 2018 wrap up, man. Last episode, I talked about Kanye and all his shit he had going on this year. And uh, last week, <laughs> got into that. And I told y'all a great story, man, about me and AJ took a trip. I got another story for y'all later on. But, man, why hold up time, man? It's Christmas Day. Why? Oh, yeah, man. Matter of fact, it is Christmas. We're getting to Christmas a little bit, man. Uh, just be blessed, man. Be grateful, man. You're waking up Christmas Day. Uh, whatever you plan on doing Christmas Day today, man, be safe with it. Stay safe on the roads. Uh, buckle up your seatbelt, man. Drink responsibly, man. You know, you already know the cops out there. You know, they posted up on corners. They waiting for somebody to slip up. So y'all just be safe with it, man. Uh, me, nine times out of ten, I'm just chilling. Watching the NBA games, man. Waiting on the 8 o'clock game. The Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. Y'all know how to do it, man. I just laying low. You know, off day of work. So, I'm just chilling. But, yeah, everybody be safe, man. Merry Christmas again, man. So, we ain't gonna waste no time, man. No, you know, a lot of stuff going on. But, let's get into the thing, man. We left off with Kanye. So, let's go to the Drake Pusha Beef, man. Drake Pusha Beef, uh... The way I look at it, man, the way I always think, like, when the new year start, I always be like, what's going to be, what's going to be my new favorite song? Like, I don't know what other people think about this, like, you got your songs, right? So I think to myself, like, I wonder who's going to have my next favorite song of the year. Like, what's going to be the first song I hear I keep on replaying, replaying? Uh, what's going to be the biggest scandal? Like, for the first, you know, month, I'm like, is somebody going to have a big scandal? Uh, what movie? You know what I'm saying? Just a little thing I, I wonder, like, throughout the year, what's going to happen? Like, right when the calendar switch, I think, like, what's going to happen this year? And I'm going to be honest, I do not expect this Drake Pusher thing to happen. Uh, happen, honestly. Like I said beforehand, Drake did release a song, uh, Two Birds, One Stone, in, like, 2016. So that's, that was two years ago. I did not expect a Pusha beef, Pusha Drake beef to spark the year, be the topic of the year, you know, basically in music. So, like I was saying before in the last episode, Kanye, 
does these tweets where he's saying, yo, these albums coming out, once again, it was Pusha T first, Kanye Solo, Kanye Kid Cudi joint, Nas and Tiana Taylor. And Kanye said he's producing all these albums, and all these albums are going to be seven songs, right? So, Pusha T album was first. That was the end of uh, May, the last week, the last Friday in May. So, I listened to it, and, man, Kanye was going through his thing at this time, but, man, those beats on that Pusha T album, those are some of the best batch of beats I heard on the album in a good little minute, man. That's one thing I can't take away from Kanye, man. He is very talented. That's one thing I cannot take away from him. That Pusha T album, man, that's one of my favorite of the year. My only problem is it was seven songs. It was like one of those projects, like, it was seven songs, but you wanted more. Like how Wiz Cabin Fever gave you that feeling like, damn, something about eight, nine songs, but I need more. That's how this Pusha T album made me feel. Like, I wanted more than just seven songs. Like, the beat selection, the the lyrics, everything in that album was just great. So, the album was good. It was great, in my opinion, my bad. It was great. The last song of the album was a track called Infrared. And you know how... The thing about the Drake... Thing about Drake is, man, if he if Drake gets on the record, like he did with uh, Fetty Wap, uh, McConan with the uh, club going up on the Tuesday, Drake's gonna take over the record. And my opinion, Pusha dissing Drake on this infrared track really, at the, at the moment, it didn't take away from how great the album was. Uh, in the song, he, you know, he went back to the Quentin Miller thing. For people who don't know. Uh, 2015, Meek did a little tweet saying he found out Drake didn't write his raps on the Rico track on Meek album. Uh, you guys know how that went. And then it came out, the reference tracks for a couple tracks off Drake's, if you're reading this too late, came out and it's a guy named Quentin Miller. Quentin Miller, supposedly the ghost writer or whatever, whatever. And my thing, I never took that, you know, it was a, it did put a little mark on Drake's career, in my opinion. But the trash that Quentin referenced, well, the, the reference trash were like 10 bands. You know, the AB, if you want to say ABC rap Drake songs, like the, not the complex Drake records. But Drake does write for other people, so Drake does write his record, write records. So, I mean, you can take it how you want. Uh, it is a blemish. On his career, but it doesn't take take away the fact that the man can still rap, you know. So, in Pusha's record, he said, um, it sound like Nas, but it's written like Quentin. You know, just little subliminal shots, you know. So, that happens Friday. And Saturday morning, I wake up. <laughs> I wake up to Drake responds. To push the T with W freestyle. Now this Drake's mo. Drake is at the moment, you know, push the diss Drake. So everyone's saying, oh, you know Drake. And then Drake is in album mode. Like he said, his album's coming out in June. So you know, in the May, you know he's still in the studio. So it's like, okay, we for sure know Drake's gonna like it was. 
it was like damn near, you know, a hundred percent, you know, true that Drake's gonna drop the next day. But I didn't expect him to really drop the next day. People want to have their logic saying, oh, you know, it's the music industry. Drake probably heard the record beforehand. I'm not going with that. I'm saying Drake heard that shit Friday, got got in the studio Friday night, dropped that shit Saturday morning. That's what I'm saying. And then he also dropped the uh, I am, uh, I'm Upset record, like, hours later. Like I said, this Drake's MO, you know, with Meek, he dropped the, um, I'm, uh, not I'm, uh, he dropped Charged Up. After Meek did those tweets, he dropped Charged Up. It was decent. And then he see Meek didn't respond, he dropped back to back. And that was basically the end of that. Meek did respond, but it wasn't really up to par. Being that Meek is coming from the streets and, you know, Drake is the Toronto guy. So, Drake drops Debbie Freestyle, responding to the Pusha T infrared from Pusha's album. And Drake, like, he comes on the record basically saying, you had the audacity to, <laughs> like, basically what he said, the audacity to diss me. And then he was saying, I was just with you guys in Wyoming writing for Kanye. Like I said, Drake does have, uh, he did write for uh, Kanye's album, uh, the Yikes record. And then come to find out Drake's not even credited on the uh, on the album of, they just want to say the detail. You know they write, the, they put the producer, the credits. Drake's not even included on the credits. So he like, he started to trade. You have the audacity. Push, you got the audacity to diss me. And I was just over there with you guys. He also said, uh, you're not even top five as far as your label talent. Good music. You got Big Sean. Good music. There's a lot of them in good music. Like, people who are affiliated, like, 2 Chains affiliated, Travis affiliated. Like, but we don't know. I don't know exactly who's signed to good music. So, but that was still like a, a, a shot. You know what I'm saying? That was a big shot saying you're not even top five. Excuse me, not even top five on your own label. Back again with Drake saying, "Nigga, be the this the theme of Drake's this record. You had the audacity. <laughs> That's why I took like, damn, Pusha, you had the audacity. So you say not top five on your own label. Uh, what else is it? Oh, I talked to your brother. You guys know Pusha with the clips. Uh, with his brother, his brother, you know, left rap. He preaches now." He said, I talked to your brother, and he said, you not, you weren't even the main guy, you know, back when y'all was doing what y'all were doing in the streets. You were, like, third in line. It was your older cousin, your brother, then you. Again, you got the audacity push. Like, <laughs> like Drake was just going in. Uh, he said something else. Oh, no, he didn't say much about pushing. But a lot of the big, big shots were at Kanye. And I didn't realize that till later on when I, you know, go back and listen to the song. He was saying a lot about Kanye. But all in all, Drake this record was like, damn, Pusha. He got your ass. Then he, uh, I'ma send you guys an invoice for this, for this other 20 million I'm about to sell you for your album. Because me responding to your this record on your album gonna get people to go listen to your album. So here's your invoice. You know, you're welcome. For your album stream numbers. So that Saturday, it was nailed. Pusha came with a great album. It uh it got overshadowed 
people started talking about the um this record, but when Drake came responded, it was basically like, damn, Pusha, if you, you know, it's over with. People were saying, you know, how much time the Pusha has to respond and whoop de whoop. I would say he had to respond. I wasn't one of those guys saying, oh, no, nah, it's over with Pusha. Because Pusha, in the eyes of many, Pusha's been, like, dead since, like, the uh, grinding, the clips. That was elementary school for us. But he's been around. He's been around like he did Drug Dealers Anonymous with Ho a couple years ago. Like, he, he has records. And people who, like, know rap know Pusha can spit. So I'm like, bro, Pusha learned from Meek. I think a lot of people learned from this mistake Meek made. Meek tweeted first. He didn't come back with a record. Drake threw out Charged Up. And, that, and Charged Up wasn't really all that for real. And Meek still didn't come out and then back to back. So Pusha learned from Meek, mistake. So I'm like, okay, if Pusha album come out Friday, Drake responded that Saturday morning, how long does Pusha have? How long does he have? But I didn't I couldn't really put a timetable on it. I really couldn't say a week he got until Sunday. I really couldn't I really didn't know. I was like, hopefully he responded. It has to be within a week, you know, I'ma say that. That's what I was saying. So, uh, what was it? Tuesday. Yeah, it was Tuesday. Yeah, it was like nighttime. It was like, what, 8 o'clock, 7.30 probably. Yeah, I got on Twitter. Oh, man. I got on Twitter. It happened. <laughs> Pusha T responded to Drake. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, it was the story. I'm just say the story of Adonis. I want to say. Oh man, I don't know. Now looking back at it, I guess Drake said Pusha's uh, wife, soon to uh, wife now, his wife at the time, his fiance. Drake said her name in his W freestyle record responding to Push. But he didn't say it in no way, like, no Tupac the Biggie type of way. Like, he really just said her name. Like, he said her name, and I guess that just hit a button. Push was like, oh, no. Nah. And then even when he released his response back to Drake on his Instagram, he was saying, uh, no man shall, her name is Virginia, no man shall uh, say the name of Virginia, no man shall speak of Virginia, you know what I'm saying? Unless it's me. So, Push the Disc Record come out, right? Tuesday. The album, the cover art is Drake and Blackface. And people who don't know Blackface is when people who are not of African American descent cover, uh, paint their face in black. It has Drake and Blackface. Now, Drake is, his dad is black. But, that picture was like, damn. Like, I thought it was Photoshop when I saw it. I was like, damn, Drake. You like a fucking fool. <laughs> like, what? Like, how did he find, how did Pusha find this picture? Being the time that we in now, I'm surprised that picture hasn't surfaced, didn't surface before then when I saw it. I was like, damn, does Pusha have a locker or something with Drake shit in it? So, 
Now listen to the record. It's Drake in blackface, the cover art, and the instrumental Pusha is rapping on is uh, Hov's The Story of OJ. And now if you don't know the story of OJ, <clears throat> Jay-Z record that was on his 444 album last year. And basically in the song, it starts with uh, when he said, uh, I'm not black, I'm OJ. Okay, you know, people, if you don't know, OJ was like, uh, when OJ Simpson got caught up in his thing in the 90s, it was where he told uh, Shapiro, uh, Johnny Cochran, and all that, he was like, I'm not black, I'm OJ. Meaning that OJ forgot who he was. He got all this attention from uh, the white crowd at USC and all that. He really forgot who he was, you know, African, you know, being black. So that instrumental alone was like, plus the cover art was like, okay, Pusha might go there. So when Pusha did this record, man, he took some shots. He was saying, uh, taking shots at Drake family, his mom, his mom and dad's relationship, saying why he doesn't show off his mom like he does his dad. You know how his dad be all on his Instagram. But everyone knows when Drake first came out, he uh, he showed a lot of his mom. Like he... He loved his mom, but just those shots were like, damn. Like, it didn't really, that part didn't really hit me too much. Uh, of course, you know, we had the the coming out. He said Drake has a son. Uh, he talked about his baby mom. You know, since he want to bring up, push her like, since you want to say my wife's name, let's, uh, let's talk about who your baby mom is. You know, but the shot that got me the most which I feel, in the long, in my eyes, which I feel is the reason Pusha came away to winner. Not only because Drake didn't respond, but that shot at forty, man. I would, I would stand on that any day with anybody, man. That shot at forty, that was a that was a shot. And it's rap beef, man. I see like right that time period, I saw a lot of people saying, "Oh man, he shouldn't have did that." Like, bro, have y'all not heard no Vaseline? Y'all want to say two pots hit him up? The best diss record. Did you not hear what the first words out of his mouth was? Like, it's rap beef, man. It stems from the street. It's rap beef. I like 40 just like everybody else like 40. Was it, was it like, uh, something I was like, damn, pushing like that was fucked up. Yeah, of course. You never want to speak on somebody, you know, with a sickness and all that. But it's rap beef. We like 40. Everybody like 40, but, I mean, it's rap beef. If somebody else would have said to some, uh, another rapper, everybody would have been cool, but since it's Drake, you know, and everybody like 40. So that was the shot I feel like, you know, I was like, ah, come on, Drake. So, of course, you know, that comes out Tuesday. Everybody going crazy. You know, Drake got a child. Uh, he said it's about 40. Whoop, whoop, de whoop. So now everybody's saying, you know, Drake on the clock. And a lot of people are saying Drake don't got to respond. Yes, he did. <laughs> he did it to respond. If he didn't respond, y'all would have said he won. If he responded, y'all would have said he won. Y'all putting push in the position where it's like y'all trying to throw out the rules. And that's not, nah, we ain't laying that rock like that. If your man responded the day after Pusha dropped his album, 
if Pusha dropped his on Tuesday, Drake still. I wasn't going to say Drake had to drop on Wednesday, but with those type of shots, I wanted Drake to say something. Well, he did say something. A couple of days, he went ghost on Instagram for a minute. A couple of days later, he posted on his Instagram story why he had the blackface on. That was his response to Pusha. Yeah, we wanted him to rap, but he went on Instagram and put like a long, you know, why he had on blackface. And keep in mind, the man, and I wasn't like, people was all, why you didn't show the kid? Yeah, I'm, that's that man's family, man. I ain't into the kids, but for 40 sake, bro, being that show, one of your best friends, man, you got to say something. For 40 sake, bro, say something. And uh, Jay Prince got involved. If you don't know Jay Prince, he's the OG from Texas. Rap a lot records from Texas. Uh, Drake is a Jay Prince investment. He said it on songs years ago. If you know Jay Prince history, history then <laughs> yeah. So he was like, he heard a record. Drake did. Drake he, he said Drake did do a record, and it's very disrespectful to Kanye and Pusha, and it can end both of their careers. That's kind of tough for me to believe because, like I said last episode, if the whole thing stems from Drake doing something with Kim Kardashian, I wouldn't be so surprised. I wouldn't be so surprised. Uh, Drake, later on, he, uh, so that, that was that. Jay Prince was going around different interviews saying, you know, yeah, Drake did a record, this and push a woo-woo-woo. So in my opinion... Uh, Drake record was dope. The Debbie Freestyle was dope, and Pusha's uh, story of Adonis was dope. At the time, I was just happy to see rap, you know, rap beef, you know, on record back again. Being that, like I said, Drake put Drake meat didn't go like everybody wanted it to. I I like to see back back and forth. Of course, I ain't want nobody to get hurt. You know what I'm saying? But I just like that competition and rap again. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you can say Pusha came out with the uh, W, or you can say Drake. It really doesn't matter. It was a great time in hip-hop, great time this year. Uh, like I said, Drake was taking shots at Kanye, and for the rest of this year, it seemed like Drake was just, he, I guess he accepted the fact of what uh, Pusha said. And uh, the song with French Montana, Drake did, he was saying, I told her don't wear no 350s or, you know, Kanye shoes or whatever. So let's fast forward. Like I said, that was in May and early June. May and early June. A uh, couple months ago. Wait, it's December. I want to say maybe October. Was it October? I want to say October. Let's say October just for just for the sake. October, uh, LeBron show. I talked about this a little bit last episode, but I didn't really get too, too deep into it. Uh, LeBron showed the shop he had Drake on. And, I mean, you could say it was a uh, rehearsed stage, whatever, whatever, but they basically asked him, like, you know, the whole thing with Pusha, Kanye, woo woo doo So he was like, yeah, we went to Wyoming. We went to Wyoming. Uh, like I said, he said 40 told him. This, I guess this was back in uh, March, probably, this happened. They went to Wyoming. He was like, 40 was out there already. 40 told him the energy wasn't right. Drake said he went out there, uh, told Kanye about the child, let 
Oh, yeah, Drake did drop Scorpion. I got to get Scorpion. I, I skipped Scorpion. Dang. But um, he let him hear his album. So I guess Drake figured Kanye was the one who told Pusha about the child and everything like that. And uh, he was. they asked him about the Pusha record. And he was like, yeah, I thought it was trash at first. I thought it was trash. But I see where he coming from. Uh, he said at that point, it was it was it wasn't about music no more he wanted to do you know he he said he wanted to put, in Drake words he wanted to put a uh, punch push it in the fucking face and for me it's just hard seeing Drake being a tough guy like we understand you can win you can kill anybody lyrically or on record but when Drake starts talking like violence i just don't believe him man he might be about it but in my I, I can't see it the same dude who made take care jaded <laughs> After Dark, Emma, I just can't see it. Now, Drake does be around those type of guys, but, I mean, who am I? No. So, yeah, Drake said all this, and everybody was like, oh, man, Kanye, you fucked up, whatever, whatever. So, that happened. <laughs> so, shit, that Wednesday, you know, my boy uh, Joe Bunn podcast comes out, and he has Pusha T on there. And with Joe Budden podcast, they don't do guests. So Pusha coming out after the Drake shit, and they Pusha even said the only reason I'm here because that came out. You know they they linked up whatever whatever. So they were like, man, just tell us. So Pusha was like, I watched the LeBron show. Uh, he said <laughs> Pusha like I saw the LeBron show. He's like shout LeBron, he doing his thing, woo woo. But that shit was that shit was trash as hell. That shit like that shit was staged. None of that shit was believable. They like they just let Drake say what he wanted to say. They ain't try to uh bring up other valid points that could have offset what Drake was saying. So Pusha was like, um, he's saying Kanye told me about the kid. He was wrong. His man Forty told me about it. And that's when I was like, what? And he was like, Forty was with a woman, whatever, whatever. You know how women, you know how women get around. So I guess the same woman. I guess it. Was, I guess it was in Wyoming. So you know, you about you in Wyoming. There's nothing to fucking do. So knowing Drake, them, they probably brought some women or uh, found some women. Some found some women somewhere. They all came and she told. She said forty was in. They was you know chilling. Forty just telling her everything. You know pillow talking. You know, Drake, the biggest guy in the world. I feel like I'm being overlooked. He got a kid. We all had to take trips to go see the kid. And she gave the word back to push her. So I get that where he got his ammunition from. So this beef, like, this been like, like I said, it was Drake, Kanye, Drake, Pusher. And really, like I said, Kanye is the middleman. Pusher even said it, like, they got a little bromance going. Kanye producing shit for me while I'm dissing Drake, but he telling Drake to come out and help with his album. Like, Kanye playing both sides of the fence. Uh, me, personally, I don't know if this Kanye, uh, this Drake push thing will ever be, you know, reconciled. Uh, Drake did release Scorpion this year. It's streamed over a billion. Like I told y'all a couple weeks ago, it's my most slept on album of the year. And, you know, like, like Drake, you know, you wouldn't expect uh, his album to be a slept-on album, but to me, that's what it is, because my first few listens on Side A, like, I always liked Side B, but Side A, it did feel like nothing but, you know, a big clump of 
push a response in Drake and Kanye shots. And then I listened to it again. We just listened to it just for the simple reason of listening to the album and what listen to him rhyme and shit. I do like it. But I don't know. I, I said beginning of the year this year, in 2018, I said I feel like Meek and Drake was going to, you know, reconcile their beef, being that Meek was locked up for the, uh, for a good amount of the year. But he came home, he's talking about prison reform. And it just wasn't look good, he's talking about prison reform, but everybody still know you and uh, Drake got a little heat. And then they made great music together. So I figured they'll, they'll uh, settle their beef, and they did. Uh, I'm still waiting on the Drake Rick Ross record. The Drake Meat record is cool, but I need a Drake Ross record with Justice League. You know, one of them Maybach music, stay scheming type. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm ready for. But this Drake pusher, man, I don't know. I don't know. It seems like nobody's going to play the middle, man. So it can go either way. But my prediction is one of my predictions for 2019. Drake's first. If you give me three Drake records, alright, it can be any time this year. His first three records, just Drake, is going to be one of those time and location records. You know, like 4 p.m. in Calabasas, uh, 6 a.m. in Toronto, like something like that. I believe Drake, he's going to drop a record, one of those type records. And you know when Drake dropped those time location records, he spit. That 6 a.m. in Toronto, the one he was like, uh, Giddy Boys, the verse, the look. That's why every song sounded like Drake featuring Drake. Like, when he's spinning like that, nine times out of ten, he has a high moment in his career, and he has a very low moment. The high moment, Scorpion, so well, and my feelings, all that. The low moment, that push your T-shirt. So I feel like one of Drake's first records, he, he has to do it. He has to do. I don't know where. The, I don't know what the time is going to be. I don't know it'll be ten a.m. in Virginia or eleven in Wyoming. I don't know what it's going to be. But Drake's going to drop this record. I feel like he's going to talk about everything. Talk about Kanye. He going to discuss the forty shots. His son a little bit more. He did a little bit on that last track on Scorpion. Was it March fourteenth? I feel like Drake can go harder than that though. So that's my that's my prediction for next year. I feel like Drake's gonna drop one of those records first. He's just gonna address everything. And you know Drake stays in the studio, so I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked, and I would really like to hear Drake spit. Like I said, one of my favorite tracks of the year, Diplomatic Community. When Drake rapping, he's one of my favorites. I hope he <laughs> I wouldn't hope he had no ghostwriter for some of the shit he be saying. But, yeah, man, that's Drake Pusher, Drake Kanye, man. I'm done talking about it, man. I'm done with this soap opera. Uh, it was a great moment this year, man. That was, I like to see that back and forth, the competitive the, uh, competition of hip-hop, man. That's what I like to see, man. We still love 40, man. We still like Drake, man. Y'all stop sleeping on that Daytona Pusher album. That's a great album, bro. But I need that Drake time and location record. I need a Drake Rick Ross uh, collab in 2019, bro. So that's that, man. I'm about to get into a good little story for y'all for Christmas, man. So y'all stay tuned for that. Yo, it's Christmas Day, man. 
I got a little playlist for y'all. It's part two of my favorite records from this year, man. Part two of my favorite records from this year. If you haven't already, check out the first half, man. I got some heat on the this week I'm dropping part two. Y'all know it'll be a little hip hop and a little RB, man. So y'all check it out, man. Part two. My playlist favorites of 2018. Yep. Okay, y'all. It's story time. Now, the craziest thing about these stories I've been telling y'all, like the last one, me and AJ went to the day party and all that. That's when Kanye was doing his tweets and all that shit. This story, this when Pusha T and Drake was, uh, that's when Pusha album came out and Drake responded. But I was going to tell all that in like order, like how it happened, but that was too, it was too much. It was too confusing and it got sidetracked so many times, so... I decided to separate them, but just know these stories are happening the same weekend, you know, that's going on, so that was kind of crazy about it, but speaking of Drake Diplomatic Community, man, I put up on Solana's show, man, the girls are natural, and that's the perfect thing for this uh, story, bro, so that Friday, me, boy AJ, Coop, my boy Jake Knight, man, did a little road trip. Went to Atlanta, went to the TDE concert. Just for the people who don't know who TDE is, it was Kendrick, Schoolboy Q, Isaiah Rashad, Abso, uh, and J-Rock. SZA was on the bill, but SZA, they announced days before the concert, SZA vocal chords were messed up. She wouldn't be able to perform. Now, I think the only people that were really messed up out of the group were me and Coop because me and Coop really wanted to see SZA. Me, because I know when SZA was going to perform, that's when all the women was going to, you know, get their little vibe going. So I was like, damn. But, you know, we still got Kendrick, schoolboy, you know, so I was straight still. So we did a little road trip, man. Uh, and my boy Willie listened to, man. Shout out to Willie, man. We were supposed to be at his crib, but this man just got too much going on. But Jake did look out, man. His uncle, uh... Let us uh, be at his crib. Uh, he told he, he told us like days before. His uncle was like, "Yeah, whenever y'all you and your friends come up for a concert, you know y'all can stay at my crib. So we ain't have to worry about you know no hotel, no Airbnb, or nothing like that." So we got there around a good time, man. We chilled out. Uh, great hospitality, man. Shout out to Jake, his family, man. Uh, great hospitality. Uh, we just chilled for a minute. Then we uh, head up to the amphitheater, Lakewood Amphitheater, man, uh, for the concert. Got there at a great time. Uh, I didn't know at the time. I knew me and Jake were sitting close to each other, but I didn't know we were going to be on the same row. So me and Jake on the same row. I don't know where the hell Coop and AJ was at. <laughs> I don't know where they was at. Like Me and Jake just went to the concert. and I think AJ said his phone was messing up because the ticket thing, you know, the little scanner. And I don't know what Coop was at. Sorry, Coop. We really did just left Coop at the car. I don't know what Coop was at. But uh, when I got when we got there, I got to my seat. Isaiah Rashad performed. If you don't know Isaiah Rashad, he's in TDE. Uh, I suggest the Sun's Tyree album. Check out the Sun's Tyree album. Like he next up, he like like TDE worked like a like Voltron man for real for real, bro. You, everybody know you got Kendrick, but bro, Schoolboy Q got heat. Abso got heat. That J Rock album. J Rock got one of the best albums this year, man. Redemption, man. If you haven't. 
check that out, man. I got one of his songs on my playlist. I'm, I might add another. I might add two of J-Rock to this playlist, but I know I got one on my last one. So they're like a Voltron uh, monster, bro. So Isaiah Rashad, you know, he got the vibe going. Uh, it's an outside amphitheater uh, also. So he got the vibe going. J-Rock, come on. He got the uh, King's Dead, you know, the song with him, Kendrick and Future. He got a couple more tracks. He performing. So uh, by the time Schoolboy come out, that's who I really, you know, I wanted to see Kendrick. But Schoolboy, I knew Schoolboy was going to get everybody ready for Kendrick. So Schoolboy came out. You know, he feeling just like how we feeling. He like, man, I'm back there drunk. Uh, they called me on stage. I got five minutes. So, you know, everybody, everybody loves Schoolboy Q. You know what I'm saying? So while uh, Q performing, uh, Coop texted me. Coop was like, hey, bro, where you at? I'm like, I'm at my seat. Jake, me and Jake on the same row. He was like, uh, what about? I told him. And he was like, uh, look to your right or whatever he told me. He was like, just look for me and AJ. And I was like, all right. So by the time Schoolboy ended, I looked over and I saw and I said, hey, I see y'all. He was like, hey, if y'all can, come over here. So I told Jay, I was like, hey, really go over there where uh, they at. Now keep in mind, it is like uh, ticket seating and everything. So, so, but we went. By the time Kendrick came on, we standing up by the by the seat. You know, we just everybody linked up. We got what we got on us. You know, Kendrick come up, we find up all that. And I say, Kendrick rocked that bitch, man. Kendrick rocked that bitch, bro. Like I was, we was in that bitch, Jack. Going in the whole time, man. Two chains came out at the end. He was just up there. He wasn't performing with him. He was just up there. Oh man, so that was great. Uh shout out my homegirl Kiara. We linked up with her afterwards. We went to my boy Willie Crib. Cause Willie, he was at the concert too. Chris was at the concert. It was a lot of motherfuckers at the concert, man. It was people I, I knew that was at the concert. I didn't know it was at the concert till like the next day. I saw on Snap and Instagram. Like, it was really like a whole TDE. I was upset Sizzle didn't perform, though. I did really want to see Sizzle. Like, real shit. <laughs> Y'all know I'm an R&B nigga. I want to see Sizzle. I ain't gonna lie. So, the next day, like, y'all remember, like I said, Drake did drop that disc record the next morning. So, we waking up, we listening to it and all that. So, you know, usually we were like, you know, what y'all want to get into? Y'all know my first name was shit. I know for a fact I'm going to Follies later on. So, we were like, bet. But, you know, earlier that day, you know, we outside playing basketball, whatnot, whatnot. Did our little runarounds, ATM machines, Walmart, liquor store, did all that. So, let's fast forward. Around 3 o'clock, you know, we're getting ready for follies, whatnot. So, we hit the Uber up. And just like the last Uber we had, <laughs> he's he like, oh, y'all boy going to folly? We like, yeah. He like... I know y'all got no draws on y'all, do you? I like what? He like, I got some draws on. I said, yeah, we got draws on. <laughs> he like, shit. When I used to go to father, bro, every night, I used to wear no draws. We're like, bro. <laughs> like, like, like real, like this is our Uber driver, bro. He like, man, real shit. He said, got them fathers to do it to you. I said, yeah, that's why I like it. You know, it was three thirty in the evening. You know, perfect midday shift. He let me, y'all boy be, be safe. You know what I'm saying? He getting the, you know, he about a good little 35 minute ride out. So we get to Folly, man. Uh, just great, man. Just a great, just getting your, your man cave, bro. Just, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know you there. You can just know you there. You in the culture. You know what I'm saying? You get you a bill. You can sit down. You can post up. You know you just in that bit. 
You got food if you want some food. You got drinks. You got women everywhere. Nobody in there looking at you weird. You know what I'm saying? The music, <laughs> the music is perfect. You know what I'm saying? So we end up, we posted up. You know, got me a little bill. And one point in time, I think I went to get another bill. Because AJ was posted by the stage. I went to get a bill. I came back. And he was like, bro, you seen Jake and Coop? I, like, I looked around, I said, no, nah, I thought it was, like, keep in mind, Fathers ain't that big, like, it's a good little amount of spacing, but, you know, the light's kind of dim, so, like, it's small, but you can, you still got to be close to somebody to see exactly who they are, you know what I'm saying, so I'm like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't see them either, immediately in my mind, <laughs> I was like, oh, man, and my mouth said, oh, one of these dancers probably told them something that they wanted to hear. And they probably got that, yeah. Because I know it. Because Follies is real. Like, when I was there that one time, like, I, I got proposed to, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, oh, one of them told us something they ill probably. I was like, oh. I said, I said, I know them boys, they grown, so I know they can hold their own. But I was like, damn, I don't want them to get too goddamn wild. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was like, I'll, go find, I'll try to find Jake. And goddamn, I just linked back with AJ. Goddamn, I went up the stage. I see Jake right there just chilling by the stage, drinking the bill. I'm like, oh, I said, bro, you straight? He's like, yeah, I'm just chilling. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'm like, okay, so Jake ain't fucked up. So he he ain't get caught up with no stripper now. I said, all right, all right cool. Now, cool. <laughs> I, I linked back up with AJ. I said, bro, you found cool? He said, bro, cool right there in front of me. I said, where? Like, he said, cool right there in the day. I said, nigga, what? I gotta see this. If you know Coop, you know Cooper Food. I like. So I gotta see this. God, now he he like pointed to him. Cooper getting a damn by a bad ass red ball. I said, damn. <laughs> I said, what the hell, Coop find? I like, what the hell, Coop find? A bad ass red ball. And he looked over. I like. I you know how you hold a little bill like salute, nigga. I see. He like. <laughs> he like. He was just there. Out right there in Wonderland, I like go ahead, my G, go ahead, my G. <laughs> and that was a bad ass red bone, Coop. I ain't gonna lie, Coop had a bad ass red bone. So I was like, okay, me and AJ chilling by the stage, rolling, drinking. That ain't some Asian got on stage like Follies, man. If you if you listen to this right now, man, we we all going to Follies. We taking a damn road trip that bit one day. I gotta go back. <laughs> I gotta go back. I see, Willie, if you listening, Willie, I saw what you put on Snapchat, too, about your homegirl working there, too, now. Goddamn, nigga, hit me up with a discount. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. So, we did that. Oh, that was a great time. That was one of the best, best time at that club, bro. I had it in a minute, for real, for real. So, that's my thing, bro. I'm not the one to ask. You know what I'm saying? We all grew up. Nine times ten, you listen to this podcast, you know me. You know what I'm saying? Some way, shape, or form, you know me some way, shape, or form if you listen to this podcast. Uh, I done slowed down to going out, man, especially in Columbus, bro. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, you can't ask me about, like, what, like, how this be, how that. I really don't know. Like, I'm so out of, out of rotation around here, bro. Like, I just be chilling, man. College football just ended. When that was going on, I'll go to um, my boy Zoe, uh, Pops Bar, Dollhouse. 
I'll go to that, come back home. Like, I don't be, shit don't be worth it down here to me, bro. Like I said, I don't go out, so I, that shit, it shit might be jumping around it, but I might not know. But, who am I? I? I really don't know. That's why I really don't go out, so. I would just chill, man, go to work, do this podcast, step my bread up, bro, and just do shit I normally enjoy. Ain't no maybes or hopefully about it. That shit gonna be straight. <laughs> Ain't no ifs, ands, or buts about it, bro. So, after that, we got back to Jay Uncle Crib, man. We left Fathers, man. It was great. Uh, got American Deli, got some hot wings, and we watched the Game 6. Was it? I think it was Game 6, NBA Finals, man. I mean, NBA Playoffs, uh, Western Conference Finals. It was Golden State versus the Rockets. And before then, man, we... In my mind, I'm thinking uh, Golden State, I mean, Houston might get Golden State, man, because that whole series, man, Golden State was, excuse me, they wasn't looking like Golden State. That was really because of Chris Paul, man. Chris Paul's on the Rockets, but he got hurt. He got hurt before game six. And you can kind of see it when he got hurt that game five, but at the end, they won the game and everything, but he wasn't celebrating nothing. Like, he knew he was going to be out. And I really wanted uh, the Rockets to win and Boston. I was like, I'd rather have Houston versus uh, Boston than have another Cleveland and Golden State, man. And the reason why, you saw the, what happened in the finals, man. LeBron got swept. Uh, LeBron and the Cavs were able to beat the uh, Boston Celtics. Uh, Golden State beat the Rockets. It was another Cleveland-Golden State uh, NBA Finals. Uh, Cleveland got swept. And I don't want to hear about, man, you know what I'm saying, with LeBron and all that, bro. They had a chance to get one. Kobe gave me one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At least Kobe gave me one in the finals. LeBron, Steve, not Steve Smith, J.R. Smith had that bonehead move, I understand, but you still had overtime to go. And now LeBron with the Lakers, and they playing Golden State tonight, Christmas Day. I mean, y'all know I'm a Lakers fan, man. I'm a Kobe fan, Lakers fan, man. But y'all LeBron fan base, bro, y'all just got to face facts, man. The boy got four years to give us one. He has been great in his NBA career. I'm not the one to say he, he he's not, you know what I'm saying? I respect his game. But y'all can't be going around doing all this y'all saying about LeBron when, when you look at his losses. You know, he had great wins. But y'all were saying, oh, he got swept by San Antonio, but he was young. But when KD got swept by LeBron, well, they didn't get swept. They lost a five-game series. Y'all just want to act like, you know, KD and Westbrook and Harden wasn't young. You know what I'm saying? Of course, Golden State is a super team, but you got to give me at least one. <laughs> you gave me one without Kyrie and Kevin Love. You can't give me one. With you know what I'm saying, all the new guys. The new guys came in early uh in the middle of last year. Y'all can like they about to run over everybody. Y'all can like fucking Clarkson and Larry Nance was about to be the answer to Golden State. Just cause they won that first game against Boston. <laughs> so that's my opinion. That's why I've been kinda low key on NBA this year, man. Cause I'm a Lakers fan, I'm a Kobe fan, and I knew how that LeBron fan base was gonna come. Shout out to my boy Jamal, man. He got Check the Scoreboard podcast. That's how I've been keeping up with NBA. Like, I've been watching on TV, but I haven't been that in tune with it because these shows, man, like, like I got uh, Undisputed on now. They're talking about the Cowboys. 
They go talk. They talked about LeBron. They go talk about the Patriots. You know, I like these shows, but they do kind of stick to the same formula each show. You know, Cowboys played the Colts last week. They talking about the Cowboys. They in the Super Bowl already. So y'all have been keeping up, man. My boy Jamal podcast, man. But after the day, Christmas Day, I am getting back on board. Like I know it's been go- I know it's been going on. I just haven't been. You know what I'm saying? Like I saw the Nuggets were like one of the best teams in the league, and I was like, "Whoa, what the hell going on?" <laughs> so, so that's it, man. Like, oh no, bro. I just went on Ohio State New Year's Day game for real. Then I really be in tune with the Lakers. I'm not gonna be a LeBron head, nothing like that. Uh, they they saying uh, Anthony Davis may come over. So, I don't know. I'm being more in tune after this game tonight, though, man. After this game, I'll be more in tune. So, yeah, man, that's a good little story for y'all, man. I think the next little segment, I'm about to go over a little bit of music that I like that dropped this year. I'm get a little bit in-depth with it. So, y'all stay tuned, man. <laughs> podcast i do give like y'all some heads up on some albums and whatnot but uh i just want to tell y'all man give my get a quick little review of how i think music was this year man man it was decent we had a lot of great uh artists that we really wanted to hear from like the coles jay-z's uh nas dropped but it wasn't all that his album but the um the track with swiss beats that echo one of my favorite tracks of the year, so he made up with that. Pusha had a great year. Nipsey Hussle. Like I said, J-Rock. Um, R&B had a great year. Black dropped his album. Uh, Yeah, Lee came about again. It was a couple great little R&B as Tierra Whack. Uh, Nail, Nail, N-A-O. I'm not sure how to pronounce that, but she, she's great. Uh, her, of course. Uh... I needed Bryson and um, Party Niche though, man. I need Bryson and Party Niche though next year. That's what I need, bro. I need them to drop their albums. Um, of course, also this year, man, we had some losses, man. Uh, rest in peace, SX Tentacion, man. He he was murdered, and I didn't know the impact he really had on the younger crowd, bro. Like when they. When you see these little pictures on Facebook and Twitter, like, that he's they generation's Tupac, like, people, like, the kids really believe that, bro. Like, how, like, we, we're we not really the Tupac era because most of us are, like, four, three years old when Pop passed. But these kids, like, we really didn't have nobody in our era, I say, to that extent. But these kids, when SS got murdered, bro, they really felt like, like, I didn't know his music that well. Only thing I knew about him was that uh, Look At Me record. And he wasn't, you know, he was just doing like the regular, you know, SoundCloud type shit. But they say his albums here really talking about like depression and all that, like the kids go through these days. And like when he passed, you see like uh, vigils and all that, uh, hundreds of people gathered. You know, like showing their support, his pictures, reciting his lyrics, and all that, like saying his music got them through, got him, got them through this time and that time, and I was really like taken back. I did not know that. So we lost the 
Great young one, man. Seemed like he was about to be on his way also. So rest in peace to him, man. Uh, Jimmy Wapo from Pittsburgh also. And, of course, man, y'all know, man, my boy Matt Miller, man. My boy Matt Miller. Uh, great album, that swimming album, bro. And it's it's crazy how, like, everything works, man. I remember when I was, it was Friday. And I got on Facebook, just randomly got on Facebook. And I saw, like, two females uh, shared TMZ posts saying Matt Miller passed. And you know how TMZ, you know how they like, give out news. So, let me go to Instagram. Saw it on Instagram. Now, let me go to Twitter. Saw it on Twitter. The first person I saw tweet about it was uh, Wiz. Like, talked about it was Wiz. And if you know, I was on Wiz real heavy back in 2010, 2011. And then when I saw Wiz get into his album mode with Rolling Papers, that's when I started listening to Mac more. It came off like a white Wiz Khalifa. So, and then also uh, later that day, I went to Troy with AJ them, and just the vibe that we had that weekend, it was like, bro, we grew up on Matt Miller music, like in high school, college. So we really like, really did like dedicated a, a great weekend. Troy played FAMU that weekend. We dedicated like a great weekend to Matt Miller, man. I still have to do my Matt Miller episode. That's going to be like a good little roundtable discussion. But Matt's music, man, like I said, I grew up on it, bro. Kool-Aid, Frozen Pizza, Donald Trump, you know, Kids Mistape, High Life Mistape, uh, Best Day Ever, Faces. If you haven't heard Faces, man, AJ Poop. Because that was when I knew Matt was dealing with his drug usage, so I really didn't listen to Faces when it first came out. But in, like, 2014, 2015, AJ let me listen to it, bro. I was like, bro, Matt was really like this? He was like, yeah. But faces is hard. It's it's crazy that you know you got to go through that time period to get some of your best work. But faces, uh, good AM, divine. Uh, that live uh, album he got, I love that album. And of course, swimming, swimming. You know he just released it. Uh, that track, what's the use with Thundercat, man? If you haven't go on YouTube, watch Matt Miller's uh, NPR. Uh, Library Tiny Desk performance. One of the last few times we saw Matt Miller performing, man. Shout out to Matt Miller, man. You'll live forever through us. Believe that. But uh, somebody asked me, uh, what was my problem with music this year? And uh, my problem is, man, every damn week we got three new damn albums coming out. That's why I want to stop in 2019. I know it's not because we're in the streaming era and that's how they make their revenue a little bit now. But, bro, I can't take having no three albums drop every Friday. And I don't want some of my, my favorite artists. That's why I appreciate Kendrick and Cole so much. This is like the most we've seen Cole throughout an entire year, music-wise, in a long time. And Kendrick only did the, um, the Black Panther shit. And he had that track with Anderson Pop. So I like when my artists, like, drop some, dip out. They drop an album, tour. Do a couple features, and they back in the cut creating, living, creating. Migos, this could have been Migos year to just, like, relax. You had Culture last year. Just relax. Culture 2 wasn't it. Now all, they in all these scandals and, you know, all that going. But, yeah, man, I, I like the way it's going, man. I like the way it's going. Uh, We'll see how next year pans out. Sports, y'all know Urban Meyer. His last game with Ohio State will be uh, New Year's Day, the Rose Bowl. Uh, 
So, y'all know I'm be rooting for them. But after that, man, I'm gonna see how the off season works for us. See how we come back next year. Uh, what else for next year? One thing I, w- I do want to get out next year, man. Do whatever makes you feel like you know what I'm saying. Do what do what makes you feel good. You know what I'm saying. The way of if you want to make this move here, move make this move there. You know, do that, man. Start the year off right, man. I already got. I wrote down my goals and everything, bro. Already, what I want to do. Personal wise, relationship wise, podcast wise, everything, man. It's the last episode before the new year. The next episode will be New Year's Day. So check it out, man. I appreciate all the love I've, I've been receiving. Like I said before, that April, May, June, that time period, that's when I wanted to start this podcast because all that info I just gave you guys. And I didn't even get into all of it, really. I'm not going to hold you guys too much longer, man. It's Christmas. But you just show how time it works, bro. Just show how time it works. We'll start the new year off with episode 10. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out how I'm, how I'm going to do that, what I want to talk about, whatever, whatever. But we're going to get it done, man. Y'all know how we do. I appreciate all the support I've been receiving. Appreciate all the love, man. Just organic love, man. This ain't no Hollywood shit, bro. This entire shit, man. <laughs> y'all know I'm just going with the flow, man. So I appreciate everybody for tuning in, man. It's been the Christmas episode. Y'all stay safe, man. Christmas Day. And, uh, yeah, man. I'll catch y'all next year, 2019, man. Salute. Yo, man, I want to thank everybody for taking the time out of Christmas Day or just day day in general, man. I know it's a busy little week going. Listen to this podcast. This has been episode nine. Stash House Podcast, man. My year in wrap-up part two, man. Appreciate everybody for rocking with me today, man. Make sure y'all stay safe out there, man. Let your kids have fun with their toys, too, man. You feel me? Let your kids have fun. Y'all stay safe, and I'll catch y'all next year, man. Top of the year, January 1st, Tuesday, 10 a.m., man. Back at it. Salute.